Colleagues, welcome back to the office. We're going to get started with our presentation here just in a moment, but before we do, I have a couple of brief announcements to share with you. First, if you're watching our course live, please note that we'll confirm your engagement through polling questions uh, that you can respond to. Polling questions will occur about every 12 to 20 minutes, and please keep an eye out for them because they might not be announced. If you're watching after the fact this is a self-study course, you will confirm your participation and engagement with our course today through a brief quiz that you'll complete on cpetoday.com after watching or listening to our presentation today. Your completion certificate will be sent to you by email. As long as you respond to 75% of the polling questions, if you're watching live, you will receive full credit for today's course. If you're watching after the fact as a self-study course, please note your certificate will be available to you immediately after passing the course quiz. We'd love to know what you think of our content and of our presentation today. If you wouldn't mind completing our course evaluation to provide your thoughts and feedback, we'd love to hear from you. Uh, your feedback is used to help produce better and more insightful courses for you to consume in the future. If you have any questions, we'd love to hear from you. If you're watching live, feel free to use the chat dialog box to ask your questions to the presenter. And if you're watching after the fact, you can send us an email at support at cpetoday.com and we'll follow up with you as quickly as we possibly can. As a reminder, the CPE Today podcast is available as a joint effort between CPE Today and K2. Twice a week, we're bringing you the latest and greatest in technology, accounting, business knowledge, and more. You can watch for free on cpetoday.com, YouTube, or Facebook. If you can't make the live presentation, you can subscribe on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Google Play, and listen to the show on your own time. All of our podcasts are eligible for CPE credit. After watching or listening, you just head over to cpetoday.com. You complete a short five-question quiz, and you'll earn a credit for watching or listening. Now, if you've never tried one of our classes before, how about you try one on us risk-free? You can use coupon code ONEFREEPODCAST at checkout to make any podcast course of your choosing 100% free. We're going to get started here with our presentation. And again, thank you so much for being here. We hope you enjoy the show. Welcome, welcome. So appreciative for you being here. Before we even get started, I want to acknowledge you. I know that you're busy, you have so much on your plate, and that you're taking time away from working in your business, doing the things to get stuff done, to, to be able to meet your clients' needs. And you have stepped away joining us today to work on your business, getting that one insight, something that you can implement from this training right away to start to raise the bar of how you operate your firm and working with your clients at a higher level. Today's topic is how to make 2023 your best year ever, increase your market share and raise your profit margin. I have a goal. If Martin Luther King would have started out his speech like that, it would have just fallen flat. It wouldn't have had the same momentum as his iconic speech has had resonating through so many different people inspiring them. So that is something to just think about. If he would have said, I have a goal, it would have maybe been forgotten in history as opposed to something that has inspired people for decades afterwards. If you are an accounting professional and you find that when potential new clients reach out to you with projects that there's a party that hesitates to bring them on because it means more of your time and you're already maxed out. Or possibly you find that 
you end up having pick your brain sessions and you're doing work for clients that is of high value, but you don't know how to charge for it. So you're not getting compensated. Or maybe you have legacy clients who have been with you from the very beginning and they're still at their original rates. Their fees haven't gone up, even though the workload that you've done for them has adjusted over time. If any of those apply to you, then you are absolutely in the right place today. Steve, go ahead and introduce yourself. Lauren, I'd love to. So hi, my name is Steve Fogelman. As you can see by the last name, Lauren and I are related. We have been business partners, life partners, and there uh, for quite a while. And I am a therapist turned business coach. I am going to be your co-host. I'll be working the chat. And if you have any questions, please go ahead and put them into the chat. We'll be doing uh, some poll questions. And once we're doing the polls, we'll launch the polls. It will be a good time for you to ask a question to me. And I'll be sure to get that question over to Lauren. Lauren, back to you. Thank you, Steve. A little bit about me is I'm a sports psychologist turned business coach. And what I have found is that athletes and accounting professionals have some similarities. Uh, some of the things are that accounting professionals are very, very dedicated to their clients. They want to do well by them. But athletes, on the other hand, have someone on the outside that's giving them insights, coaching, training, uh, those little things to make a change in order to reach their peak performance as quickly as possible. The other thing that I see is we wear slightly different uniforms than athletes do. And the third thing, which is also a little bit different, is that we're aiming for different numbers than they are. So there's a lot of similarities between high achieving accounting professionals and uh, athletes who really want to be at the top of the game. But the three differences is that athletes right from the very beginning as peewees get someone on the outside really helping them with their growth and their direction. Uh, they are wearing different uniforms. And number three, they are aiming for different numbers than you are. As you can see from 2018 to 2022, I have been named as one of the top business coaches by HubSpot. And that is my Amazon number one bestseller, The Success Solution. What we're gonna to cover today is your number one dream firm secret. Unleash your potential, and we're going to wrap up with how to 3x your business. I will absolutely give you as much as I possibly can in our short period of time together today. And if you'd like to talk further, you want to know how to implement this into your firm, then I will show you how to be able to do that as well. Well, Lauren, let's go ahead and get started. The first thing we're going to be looking at is the number one dream firm secret. But before we do that, we have our first poll question. Do you follow an agenda? Uh, daily to-do lists keep me focused. That's not the, that's not the right question. Um, okay, do you-, you know, daily... let's, let's go ahead and go with what we have. Do you follow an agenda? And you can always put in the chat if you want. Sure. Oh, there you go. Daily to-do lists keep me focused. Each month I set new goals. Client crises hijack my plan. So once again, do you follow an agenda? Daily to-do lists keep me focused. Each month I set new goals. Client crises hijack my plans. So go ahead and please answer those. And like I said, if you do have any questions, this would be a great time to answer mm -hmm. those to ask those questions. And I'll be sure to get them over to Lauren so that she can answer them for you. And 
right now, Lauren, because we just got going, we don't have too many questions coming in. That, that's fine. Um, everybody's answered. So if you okay. want to go ahead, Steve, and share the results. <clears throat> sure. Uh, daily to-do list keep me focused is actually 80%. Nice. Each month I set new goals is 20%. Clients hijack cri client crises hijack my plans is 0%. Perfect. Well, Lauren, what are the steps to increase your income without working additional hours? Well, this is right from the value formula, which has three aspects to it. The very first thing is that you want to understand that who your high value clients are and what appeals to them and why they want to engage your services. Because in the beginning, you might have taken on everybody who is willing to pay your fees and happy to accept them as a new client. But as you've moved forward with your firm, you've realized that some clients are low value and others are high value and that there's different qualities between the two. And once you understand more of what's important to those high value clients, then there are things that you can do to attract similar clients into your firm and grow your firm with high value clients. It makes a big difference overall. Uh, the second part is communicating your value because the things that you put out there, whether it's at a network meeting, on your website, social media posts, on your pro-advisor profile, whatever you put out there will attract a particular type of client to you. And you might be wanting high value clients, but the things that you're putting out there are actually attracting low value clients. So understanding what words you need to be saying, whether it's spoken or written or posting, makes a difference as to whose attention you're going to be grabbing and wanting to be able to engage your services. So we wanna know the words that attracts more of those high value clients than low value clients. And then the very first, third part of the value formula is growing your dream firm. This is where you understand the value that you're bringing to your clients, you're able to express it, you're enrolling those high value clients with you, and you're getting very well paid for your services. By doing that, it means that you're having a firm that supports your lifestyle instead of one that drains the life out of you. So those are the three parts of the value formula is engaging more high value clients, having the words to be able to attract those right clients to you, and then being squarely on the path to grow your dream firm. Well, Lauren, you know, I know we have a, a really timely topic for today. You know, we regularly speak to accounting professionals who want to grow their firm. So how do they plan to grow? Well, the first thing to look at is there's about 63% of accounting professionals actually plan for the next 12 months. So there are a lot of accounting professionals that love having their to-do list. They love having it all mapped down. It helps them keep focused on their agenda. And by doing that, you're more likely to have the growth that you want as opposed to just organically growing your firm. And as you mentioned, Steve, um, there's a difference between working on versus in your firm. And that is really what sets you forward on that path. So when you are working on your business, that means that you have some type of growth strategy that you're following and that you realize the things you do today are gonna achieve a certain result down the road at some point in the future but it's very, very uh, clear as to which direction you wanna move in. 
And then the working in your business is where it's more organic growth. And you're doing things that go ahead and generate revenue. But a lot of what you might be doing is based on client requests. So once again, there's a difference between working on your firm work versus working in your firm. And that the things you're doing to really work on your firm will advance you forward very strategically. What you're doing when you're working in your firm is more of the direct client services and the day-to-day -day operations. Well, growth is often paired with goal setting. What are your thoughts about goal setting? Well, I think that if you're going to do something and that's it, being able to define and craft how your goals is good. However, what I've seen is so many people, they identify goals or maybe they sit down during Q4 to come up with their business plan for the next year and revamping it and tweaking it. But because of the fact that it has some flaws, which I'll go into in a moment, it gets done, but then it also gets put in the back of the filing cabinet. And then you're dusting it off around Q4 the following year. So mm -hmm. there's a lot of times we're doing it because we're being expected to do it, or we think we ought to be doing it, or someone else wants us to do it. But because of the fact that it's not really engaging in the way that keeps you really connected to it, it gets put back into the back of the filing cabinet until the next year. So something to think about is a lot of times when we hear about goals, we're thinking about SMART goals. And SMART goals are specific, measurable, achievable, realistic, and time-based. Well, as a business owner, there's probably nothing realistic about moving in that direction because of the fact that if you wanted a sure thing, you would have stayed a W-2 and worked for somebody else and done what feels more secure, less risk, and had a steady paycheck. But as a firm owner, you're looking to do things that might be more of a, an ideal that you're looking for or wanting to have a certain type of freedom or wanting to have the flexibility to, to be able to work on your terms as opposed to somebody else's terms. And because of that, SMART goals don't typically inspire firm owners. And when you look at the origin of SMART goals, they occurred around the 1980s because of how the economy was at that time. And corporate America was doing a lot of quiet quitting. They were just going to their jobs and doing the minimal to get the work done and maintain their paycheck, but they weren't very motivated and inspired. And as a result of that, that's when SMART goals first started to come into being. And corporate America figured if they can motivate their employees to do 3% more, then that would actually impact the bottom line for the revenues and make their shareholders happy. But 3% more, for firm owners isn't really that inspiring. It's a sure thing for most people. And because of that, it doesn't really keep you engaged or having you continue to expand your, your abilities and your comfort zone. So once again, SMART goals do serve a purpose, but they don't actually inspire you for the reason that you started your firm. When I first met Karen, she was really doing whatever her clients wanted her to do. Whatever they would come to ask, she would be okay. 
she had an open door policy and she had one client who took a lot of advantage of it, coming in, sitting down in front of her desk, no matter what type of project he was working with and chatting up with her and asking her questions. And she never invoiced him for those consultations or this information that she gave him. She just saw it as part of being customer service oriented. And because of that, she was really working a lot of hours and it was taking a toll on her as well as taken away from her personal time. So what we did is we focused on what would be the things that would really increase her revenues as well as give her her free time back. And what we did is we got very focused on who it is that she works best with. And she had a niche of working with law firms and really dialing in how she could best support them and then how to have the conversation with them of what it would be like to move forward with them. And then also including in that things where she was given away for free were now included in her services and her packages. As a result of that, she was able to increase her revenues by an additional $14,000 in 60 days, and it reduced her hours. And just think what that would do for you if you could grow your bank account and get back some of your personal time. And, and one thing about Karen I also want to share about, she had a dream of purchasing a turn-of-the-century home that needed to be renovated. And actually, while we were working, working together, she got to actually do that. She purchased her dream home. Now, one that needed a full renovation is not my idea of a dream home, but it is something that totally inspired her. And it was like personal therapy for her, being able to work on getting her home up to date and looking period like it's supposed to. So think about that for you. What would be a passion project that you would love to be able to put back onto your agenda because of the fact it would be like personal therapy and self-care? Well, what we're going to be looking at next, Lauren, is how to unleash your potential. But before we do that, we have our next uh, poll question. So what's your growth plan? It's organic according to client requests. I created a business plan when I first started my business. I review my business plan more than once per year. Every quarter, I adjust my business plan. So once again, what's your growth plan? It's organic according to client requests. I created a business plan when I first started my business. I review my business plan more than once per year. Every quarter, I adjust my business plan. And like I said, if you do have any questions, please go ahead and put them into the chat. And Lauren, I do have a question that just came in. Uh, why do we need a strategic plan? I believe that if you want to achieve the result that you're working, look, working towards, then you want to look at all these opportunities that are coming to you on a day-to-day -day basis. And if you know where it is that you want to go, then when opportunities come to you, you, it helps you inform your decision as to whether you ought to consider them and possibly say yes to them, or whether you want to go ahead and pass on them because they might actually uh, have you chasing squirrels and veer off your plan, it'll take you away from what it is you want to achieve. So having a strategic plan helps inform the different opportunities that come into you on a day-to-day -day basis and helps you make better decisions as to whether to say yes to those or whether to let them pass because they're not aligned with where you want to go. And Steve, I believe we have the results available. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. 
So it's uh, what's your growth plan? It's organic. It is sixty percent. I created a business plan when I first started. It's zero percent. I review my business plan more than once per year. It's zero percent. And every quarter, I adjust my business plan. It's forty percent. Thank so you. There we go. And and Lauren, you know, is there something better than a goal? Well, I think that this is where I would look to John F. Kennedy as inspiration, because he was a president on the heels of a war-torn nation where there was a lot of dissatisfaction and people were very, very divided. And also at that point in history, we were losing the space race to the USSR. They had already gotten a cosmonaut up into space and back. And that is when he declared that we were going to be the first nation to plant a flag on the moon. We were going to have a successful moon mission. And when he declared that, he didn't know how he was going to do that or how that would be achieved. Some of the resources and materials needed to be able to get astronauts up to the moon hadn't even been invented yet. And it wasn't a sure thing that they would be returning safely either. So basically, he put out a vision that really inspired the nation and brought the nation together, even though he didn't have all the know-how of how to achieve that. And that's something to think about also for you is that when you are deciding on what you want your dream firm to be, it might be that you have clarity about the vision and the end result, but you might not know all the specific steps in order to achieve that result at the first get-go when you start doing it. Well, you mentioned that uh, I have a dream speech and you talked about the first moon landing. How does this relate to a strategic plan? Well, I think the thing to look at is with a strategic plan, you clearly define very accurately what it is that you want your dream firm to be. And if anybody wants to share what that would be in the, the chat, I would love to be able to see that because I'm sure it will inspire somebody else. But think about your dream firm and what would really be very, very meaningful for you. And as you're thinking about that, you want to realize that it's not just about achieving that end result, but it's what's possible because of the fact that you achieved that. And there is something else that you will be able to do because of the fact that you've arrived at that point with your firm's growth. So what is, it's like looking for what is the story behind the story? What is the dream firm and what is the story behind it? What would be meaningful for you that really keeps you going through the ups and downs on that path towards having your dream firm? And just to give you some ideas of what it is that my clients value and what keeps them going, because it's a tough road. There's going to be challenges. There's going to be ups and downs, ebbs and flows, times where you have things to celebrate, and then times where something didn't work out quite as planned. But it's really about the meaning behind achieving that result that keeps you going. So some of the things that my clients have told me is they want to have the flexibility to be there for their family. That is a priority for them. Others they want the freedom to travel and work from anywhere. Even if they have a brick and mortar business as opposed to a virtual business, they wanna have that freedom to be able to travel and that things still happen no matter where they are in the globe. The third thing is that some of my clients wanna fund their retirement. 
They don't want to be dependent on Social Security and will it be there or not. And they also don't want to worry about whether they have to lower their quality of life once they retire. So they want to look, look ahead and fund their retirement. And a lot of them, they want to make sure that their business and the firm that they're growing is part of their retirement funds, that they'll be able to sell it for the highest value possible because they did something strategically to make it attractive to that next person. The fourth thing is one of my clients wanted to build a church for her church. That was very, very meaningful, is giving back to her spiritual community. Another one wanted to pay off her mom's mortgage as a retirement gift. So she knew that her mom, that was a single mom, had worked very, very hard to put her through school, to give her the best that she possibly could, and that her mom sacrificed a lot for her to have certain advantages and to rise above the level of living that they were currently at. And this is for her way of giving back to her mom and thanking her for doing that and giving her those advantages. So think about that for you. What would be so meaningful that it would be going, keep you going through the ups and downs? And it's not just about the money. It's about what is possible because the fact that you had those increased revenues. Hmm. Well, what are some things to consider when creating the strategic plan that we were talking about? Mm -hmm. Well, the first thing is <laughs> the vision. You want to be able to describe the vision of what that dream firm looks like very, very clearly. And the clearer you are about the description, the better it is. And I'll talk a little bit about that more in a moment. But you want to be very, very clear about it and be able to describe what does it look like? Why do you want to go there? What's possible once you've achieved it that you can't do now? How will that make an impact and improve the quality of your life? So those are some of the things you want to consider as you really mapping out and clarifying what your vision is of what you want to achieve and how you want your firm to support your life instead of drain the life from you. And then the second thing you want to do is after you have that vision is come up with the strategy. And I have a resource for that, which I'll be sharing as we're moving forward also. But the resource is defining some milestones along the way. And by having these milestones, they give you moments to celebrate where you have many achievements as you're working towards your dream firm. And by doing that, it reinforces the fact that you're on the right path. And it also gives you the ability to turn behind you and look back and see how far we came. Because as firm owners, we're always looking in the horizon ahead of us towards where we're going. But because so many firm owners are high achievers, and have very, very high expectations, and sometimes you're really um, critical of yourself, it then is worth looking back and seeing how far you've come from when you first started out on your journey. That reinforces everything that you've done to get to where you are now and that you're on the right course, or maybe you need some to make some course corrections. And then the other thing is action. And really getting away from just the planning stage into the doing stage and the implementation stage. And one of the things to know when you're moving in this direction with a strategic plan is that you know where you want to go. Similar to John F. Kennedy uh, wanting to be the first to plant a flag on the moon. 
but you might not know all the steps yet. So all you need to do is really figure out what are some of the immediate steps you need to focus on and start working on those. And as you start moving forward towards the, your firm's growth in a very intentional way, then you get clarity and insights as to what the, some of the next steps ought to be. So you're not going to know it all in the beginning, which might feel like a risk, but that's okay. All you need to do is start moving that direction, and then you get clarity as you're moving forward. Well, that's the big picture, Lauren. Why don't you drill this down even further? Mm -hmm. What you want to realize is that when you go into your friend's house in the next town and you've never been there before, but you have your friend's address, you can put it into your GPS and the GPS maps it all out for you. And it's going to tell you when you ought to be getting off the highway. And about a quarter mile down the road, you want to be making a left turn. And then you go straight for another two miles. And then you're going to be coming to your friend's house. And it's very, very specific, but your GPS only gives you one action step at a time. And it might go ahead and inform you of the next one coming up, but it's only giving you one step at a time and also giving you the information about the next step. It's not telling you everything all at once. And that's true for humans also, for people also, firm owners, is the way that our brains work is we have what's called the reticular activating system, the RAS. And the RAS is what I call your inner GPS. Basically, if you get clarity about what it is that your dream firm is going to look at, look like and why it's meaningful for you and you want to move in that direction, then that is informing your inner GPS about the destination. Similar to going to your friend's house in the next town. You're giving it the address of where it is that you want to go to on the path for your firm. And as you're moving in that direction, your inner GPS is looking for opportunities that are, that are aligned with your dream firm. And you're going to be spotting the next action step to take. And once you take that action step, then you're going to become aware of the next one. And, that, and as this happens, once again, you might not know the entire path, but all you need to do is act on the very one that's immediately there and the other ones start to unfold over time. So once again, just like you use a GPS to get to your friend's house or the next town, you have an inner GPS and we want you to take advantage of it in order to make sure that you're staying on, on course and growing your dream firm instead of somebody else's dream firm. Yeah. With Bill, when we first met, he's very involved in his community. He gives back a lot. And he also goes to a lot of different community functions where he's asked to talk about himself and explain what he does. And in the beginning, he was focusing on the functions, the technical parts of what he was doing, uh, the accounting side of things, and talking about what he does from an accountant's point of view. And it, it attracted clients to him, but it didn't always attract the right clients to him. And part of what we did is we really focused on what it is that his highest value clients need from him and how he's able to help them and really getting those right words to communicate the value to where they want to reach out, have a conversation and understand more of how he can help them. By being able to change the words and how he communicated what he does and the benefits of working with his firm, 
he was able to attract an additional $10,000 of new business in 30 days, not because he changed the service that he did, but he was able to get in front of the right people and use the right words to communicate value to where they wanted to know more. And if you were better at really communicating what it was to those right clients, to where they wanted to know more, how would that make a difference for you and where your firm is going? Well, let's move forward, Lauren. Let's look at the 3Xing your business, which is really exciting. Uh, we have a next poll question. So what is your response to unexpected challenges? It creates overwhelming stress. I research my options. I can adapt to maintain momentum. All of the above. Once again, what's your response to unexpected challenges? It creates overwhelming stress. I research my options. I can adapt to maintain momentum or all of the above. And I do have a question that came in. Lauren, what if I'm ready? No, what if I'm already busy and I don't have enough time? I believe that that's true for most accounting professionals. They're very, very busy. And what you want to do is look at carving out some time to work on your business. And it doesn't have to be a lot. You just have to start somewhere working on your business instead of just working in your business. And mm -hmm. when you're able to really work on your business, then you're doing things today that will make an impact down the road tomorrow. But it's a way to be able to move, even if you're a solo business owner, from being solely the technician in your business to being more of the CEO, very intentional about the direction that you want your firm to go. And I know that we've been putting a lot of information out there. Um, we do have the poll results. And if anybody had any questions and they wanted to ask, um, if they wanted to unmute themselves or they want to ask in the chat box, we would love to continue answering your questions as well. So just want to say we are open to that conversation. Great. So what's your response to unexpected challenges? Creates overwhelming stress, 20%. I research my options, 0%. I adapt to maintain momentum is 40%. And all of the above is 40%. Thank you. And Lauren, before we get into the final section where you're going to discuss how to 3X your firm, I know that you have a great resource waiting for us. Mm-hmm. Well, We've been talking about strategic plan and giving some insights as to why it's important. And I know that you might want to go ahead and be able to set some time aside, carve out uninterrupted time to be able to start doing this for yourself as well. And I have a guide for you that you can use as a resource to really start dialing it in for you and your firm's path. You can go to businesssuccesssolution.com forward slash plan and get that resource to really carve out that dedicated time to focus on the direction that you want to go in. And the strategic plan is a way to really start dialing it in, getting those insights, getting inspired, and making it happen so you are firmly on the path to growing your dream firm too. Well, as you move forward with your strategic plan, obstacles, of course, are going to arise. Discuss the three responses to these unexpected challenges. Well, Steve, as you and I know, because you and I have had a couple businesses together, we've hit that brick wall ourselves, right? Many times. <laughs> it, it is part of the learning curve, unfortunately. And, and I think that some of the best 
opportunities that we've had in our businesses have come on the heels of failure. Ha has that been what you've seen also? Yeah, I mean, definitely I've, I've seen the breakdown before the breakthrough. Mm -hmm. And can you share a little bit about what you mean when you say the breakdown before the breakthrough and then I'll go into the brick wall? Um, sure. What, what, what happens for me is that, and it, sometimes it shows up as a technology breakdown, like all of a sudden my computer will go out, my phone will go out, or there'll be all kinds of stuff happening at the same time. And so I just kind of look at that as a breakdown, but then I also look at the other side and say, oh, maybe this is because the breakthrough is going to happen. I, I, I really appreciate you sharing that. So um, sure. a little bit of how I see the breakdown before the breakthrough is that I know that there's something I'm supposed to be doing and it intimidates me. Well, I know what I want and I don't know how to do it. So I'm postponing doing it. And that's when things start to happen where all of a sudden, uh, maybe like you said, the technology isn't working like it's supposed to. And it's not like just one, it's like this series of things that just mm -hmm. start going haywire. And that's when it grabs my attention. And I realize that I know I'm supposed to be moving forward and I've been avoiding it. And I need to really be in alignment and up integrity and start moving that direction, even though it might be uncomfortable for me. And, 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 and once I start moving that direction, then I actually am getting better results than I actually even anticipated. But along with that comes the brick wall. And as a firm owner, Things don't always go as we planned. Stuff happens. And it feels like things sometimes come to a complete halt or even where you're regressing and going backwards. And that's what I call the brick wall. So all of a sudden, it's like slamming headfirst into a brick wall. And there's three types of responses. The very first type of person, they're going to go ahead and hit that brick wall and they're going to say, nope. I wasn't meant to be doing this. It's too hard. I don't have what it takes. I'm just giving too much and not getting anything back. I'm going to go back to how things were. And that's when you might go ahead and no longer have your own business and go back to working for somebody else where there's more security, uh, there's less risk involved. Or maybe you go back to doing something else that was the old way of doing things instead of continuing to move forward because it's more of a sure thing and it, uh, and it doesn't challenge your comfort zone. So that's what I call the retreater is they go back to an old way of doing things. And even though that old way wasn't inspiring, it was familiar and they wanna stay within their comfort zone. And then there's a second person who also comes that complete halt, slamming into that brick wall. And that person says, okay, this happened. I need to do some research and figure out what are all the different opportunities available for me to take before I continue moving forward because I don't want to have failure. I don't want people to be coming back to me upset. I don't like the risk involved. Uh, it's uncomfortable for me. And so they do all this research. And once they figured out their game plan, then they go ahead and they get going again. But with that, it's similar to an airplane taking off. An airplane taking off uses the mo most of its fuel during takeoff. And when, that's because it's going from a dead halt into some momentum and then climbing up to get to cruising altitude and maximum speed. And that's true with uh, people that 
need to stop and do research before they move forward again. They're going from momentum to stopping and then starting again. And it takes a lot of energy to get started again. So these people, I call them marinators. They need to let the options sit with them before they go ahead and move forward. And then the third type of person also slams into that wall, but they're going to continue looking for ways to continue moving forward no matter what. It might be through it, above it, around it, under it, whatever it takes to keep on moving forward. They want to maintain their momentum because they know that by continuing to move forward, all they need to do is make slight course corrections. So once again, a plane, a lot of times when it's at cruising altitude, it's going to be on cruise control, automatic pilot. And it and the pilot knows that there's going to be weather that might get it off course and uh, off course a little bit, and it's continuing to make adjustments to get back on course in order to safely land at the destination. So that is true for that third type of person is they're just making course corrections to continue getting back on course, but they're continuing to move forward as they're doing it also. And those are the implementers. And the fact is that we are sometimes in different categories, depending on what it is that we're doing. But when it comes to being on the path for your dream firm, you want to actually be the implementer where you continue to move forward and advancing, even though you might be making course corrections, because you will achieve that end game sooner than if you make starts and stops, or if you quit and go back to an old way of doing something. It's somewhat a compounding interest. It's like slow, continuous, steady deposits grow over time. And, and that's true for being on the path for your dream firm also. So think about yourself. Do you tend to be more of a retreater, a marinator, or an implementer? And there's no right or wrong, but if you're not satisfied with the one that you are, then you can make adjustments to get to where you want to be. Well, and, yeah, go ahead. You know, as you mentioned, success is messy. Building a dream firm can really feel complicated and difficult. Mm -hmm. What helps to make it easier rather than harder? Well, this is where you want to think about your favorite musician. And I'm going to use Frank Sinatra because he's iconic. And Frank Sinatra did not move his own piano. Frank Sinatra had a crew of roadies that broke down the set when he was finished with the concert. They put it on the truck, they drove to the next venue, and then they set it up. He also had a manager that went ahead and booked his concert tour for him. He didn't have to do that himself. And he had an entire team behind him. And that way, Frank Sinatra knew that he had a team that was taking care of all the details and all he needed to do was show up, delight the audience and croon. He got to do the fun part from his point of view. He was working at his highest level of what he had to give. And that is true for you as a firm owner, whether you're a solo firm owner or you have a team with you, is that you wanna know who's on your A team in order for you to really do your highest level work. So think about who would be your roadies? Who would be your manager? Who would be part of your crew in order to really keep things moving forward, moving forward 
and you can get some of the lower level tasks off your plate in order for you to work at the highest level possible to serve your clients and really give them even more than what they expected to really wow them. So think about who might be on your A team. And when it comes to A team, you want to think about the goose and the golden eggs. The goose is the people on your A team. These are the people that you have connections with. And these are the ones that really connect you. They might refer you. They might know other people who could benefit from being introduced to you. And they're the ones who are helping to spread the word about who you are, what you do, and how you really serve your clients to highest good. And then the golden eggs, those are your clients. Those are the people that you are serving. You're making a difference for them. And they are benefiting because of the fact that they are engaging your firm. So once again, you do want both. You want the goose as well as the golden egg. The goose is the A team and the golden egg is your clients. Hmm. So you might wanna think about who would be on your A team. And once again, this applies whether you are a solo business owner or you have a team. That might be your staff. And even solo business owners sometimes have people that are supporting them in other ways or indirect ways. So who is it that might be your staff? And it doesn't have to be W-2s, it could be 1099s, or it could be software that you're using, or it could be some of the tools, um, some of the people that really support you, uh, possibly like you might have a marketing firm that's helping you to expand your reach, or you might have someone that's managing your website. So just once again, think about who it is that's helping you with some of the day-to-day -day things or the operational things in your firm. The next part is the referral partners. And referral partners are really important. Those are the people who might be working with a similar type of client as you do, and they don't offer the same services you do, but they know that their clients need what you have to offer. And they see you as that person who they trust to be able to make that referral to. So it's like having uh, access to their Rolodex. And you are one of the people in their Rolodex. So who is your referral partner? And it might go back and forth where not only do they refer to you, but you refer to them as well. And then there's your network. So that might be a community of like-minded people that have a similar interest, or they all have something in common in the network. And there's a reason that you come together in community and they know about you and your services. And they know people that you don't know and when they see a particular introduction that ought to be strategic to both this other person and you, they are happy to make that introduction. The business coach is the person who helps you be squarely on the path to your dream firm. So a lot of times you know what you want, but you might not know all the steps of how to do it. Or just knowing it yourself and not having some outside accountability or insight or someone to help you to be able to know what is gonna be the best next move, move forward is something that would benefit you. And so having that person that's really helping you continue forward on the path to your dream firm is going to make a difference for you. You go from thinking about it or you are no longer stressing about whether you're gonna make a mistake because of the fact that you have someone who's partnering with you. And actually that person does for you what you do for your clients.
And then the next person is accountability partners. The reason that accountability partners are so important is because we're more likely to follow through with something when we told somebody else we're gonna do it than when it's just left to ourselves. When it's just left to ourselves, we might follow through, but a lot of times we don't, or we don't follow through in as timely of a manner. And when we have someone that we told we were gonna do this, we're more likely to do it because we don't wanna disappoint that other person. And that actually just happened to me this week. I wanted to share that with you. I was talking with someone that is one of my accountability partners. I talk to on a regular basis. And I was telling about something that I wanted to do to be able to advance my firm forward. And she was gonna go ahead and make a connection for me. She got back that connection to me and gave me the information of who to reach out to. And I got busy with work and doing things for my clients and doing other things that I was working on. And then I saw on my calendar, I had my next meeting with her set up and I didn't want to disappoint her. So actually the day before our meeting, I reached out to this person so that when my, my accountability partner checked in, I could tell it, yes, I did reach out to her. So we did reach, I did follow through um, and having that on the calendar made me make sure that I was going to follow through as opposed to just letting it pass by. So think about that for you. Sometimes having an ability, accountability partner does make a difference. You do things because of you want to report well to that person instead of possibly letting them down or have them be disappointed or feeling disappointed yourself that you didn't follow through on something you said. And then there's community. This is the people, the region that you live in. And I believe that as you're moving forward and growing your firm, you lift people up along with you. It's really like spreading the goodness. And that as you're able to move forward in your firm, you're able to give back more to the community in maybe direct ways and possibly indirect ways. And that your community gives back to you also because of your involvement in it. So community could be the region that you live in. It could be a particular group that you're involved in. It's different things for different people. But think about when you give to your community, it does give back to you also. So those are some of the ways that you might be developing your A-team. Well, do you have any advice for maintaining momentum through the ups and downs? This is where I talk about the rule of threes. Mm -hmm. And it's very, very simple. And it goes with that strategic plan that I gave you as a resource earlier as well. But what you want to think about is First, identifying what have you been tolerating that's really creating drag for you, that holds you back, that creates stress and overwhelm, isn't very effective or an efficient use of your time. And sometimes those things that create drag for you, that hold you back or create anxiety are going to be people, places, or activities. So those are the things, people, places, or things. And you first want to have awareness of what you've been tolerating or creates that drag and overwhelm for you. And then this is how the rule of threes work. Every three months, you want to identify three things that just aren't very effective, aren't very efficient, that create that drag, that overwhelm, that hold you back, that slow down your momentum. And we want to get rid of those. So once again, every three months, 
we identify three things that we want to stop doing because they just aren't aligned with the path that you want to go through. And then you also want to identify three things that are very effective, that are highly aligned with your values, as well as the path that you're on for your growth of your firm, and really put more effort into doing those things because they get results. And once again, they might be people, places, activities, things. So the rule of threes is every three months, carve out time. This is working on your business very strategically. Carve out time every 90 days, put it in your calendar so it's a date with your business and identify three things that create drag that aren't aligned with where you're going, that you've been tolerating and you would like to just shed and start to shed those. And that will open up time for you to then invest in three things that are aligned with your path, resonate with your values and give you forward a momentum. So those, that is exactly what the rule of threes is. When I first met Miana, she's a people pleaser. She openly admits it. She loves delighting other people and wanting them to be happy. She likes hearing yes. The word no is very uncomfortable for her. And she's very, very service driven. Because of that, she would accept everybody who is willing to pay her fees. But as a result of that, she had a wide range of clients with a very wide range of needs. And she found herself putting the kids to bed in the evening and then going back and doing client work. And sometimes there were weekend activities and she couldn't go to her kids' sporting events because she had some catch-up work to do or a project that got sidelined and she needed to put some extra hours into that to meet the deadline. And it was really burning her out. So when we started working together, we looked at who were her best clients and where she was the most effective. And with effectiveness comes efficiency over time. And what we looked at is she had 20 years of professional experience working in restaurants at a corporate level. So she decided to go ahead and really focus on that particular niche of industry because she knew it inside and out. And as a result of that, she became much more efficient in her workflow because similar clients needed similar things. And because of the fact that she identified having this specific specialty, these clients were not as price sensitive. They wanted to pay her more because she knew their industry and their specific needs. And as a result of that, one of the things that we created were packages for her restaurant clients. So she created a silver, gold, and platinum package with different things that she would do for them that met their specific needs. And she allowed me to share this for inspiration and for you to model. This is proprietary to Rihanna, so please do not copy it. But once again, as you can see, this gave her more boundaries and it was more efficient because now she knew exactly what was the scope of work for each client. And if they weren't in the scope, and they wanted something additional, she had a process in place to be able to address that with them in order to make sure that she got compensated for doing the additional work. And she didn't have a client whose needs had expanded, but her fees had remained the same. So think about how that would work for you and what difference that would make if you actually got compensated for all the work that you did, especially as your client's needs expanded. Well, 
We have our last poll question. How interested are you in talking with Lauren about pricing your services? I'd like to schedule a 15 minute consult with Lauren. This looks interesting. I'd like to find out more or I'm not interested at this particular time. So once again, how interested are you in talking with Lauren about pricing your services? I'd like to schedule a 15 minute consult with Lauren. This looks interesting. I'd like to find out more or I'm not interested at this time. And what we covered today was the number one dream firm secret, three, unleashing your potential and three, Xing your business. And Lauren, you know, you really shared a lot and now I think that they can get started. But I think there's some that would not like to get this done on their own and they want to do something different. What do you recommend for our listeners who are ready to make 2023 their best year ever? Well, the first thing I want to say is I appreciate you taking time away from your busy day and working in your business, showing us, showing up today to work on your business. Really appreciate that. Um, I do have a couple people that have raised their hands. Um, and so I cannot see that on my screen. If I can get, uh, if there's any questions, feel free to either put them in the chat or to unmute yourself. Would love to uh, go ahead and answer those questions you might have. But anyway, uh, I'll answer those questions once they come up. But what I would like to say is that if you feel that you got time, value from our conversation today, that you took time to work on your business, getting those insights, that one tip that you can immediately implement to really be strategic about growing and moving forward with your uh, dream firm, then absolutely, let's go ahead and have a conversation. It's a dedicated conversation where we are focusing on you and your business. It does have a $500 value, but it is complimentary. And you can see that at businesssuccesssolution.com forward slash let's talk. So if you are going to go ahead and want to get this implemented, ready to be squarely on the path to your dream firm, then once again, go to businesssuccesssolution.com forward slash let's talk, and we will get that dedicated conversation set up. So I so appreciate you taking time away from working in your busy day, showing up to work on your business. Thank you so much. I look forward to having further conversations. Take care. This concludes today's presentation. As a reminder, if you're watching or listening to our show on YouTube, Facebook, or elsewhere, you can earn credits by going to cpetoday.com and passing a brief five-question quiz. If you're a new watcher or listener to our show and you'd like to earn a credit, you can do so for free by using coupon code ONEFREEPODCAST at checkout. You can make today's class or any other class of your choosing 100% free with this code. Please consider reaching out and connecting with us on social media. You can subscribe to our channel on YouTube. You can follow us on Twitter. You can like us on Facebook and more. Feel free to leave us a comment. Also, please consider subscribing to our show wherever you happen to receive your content, including Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Google Play, and others. Thank you so much for being here. We look forward to seeing you back at the office the next time around.